cannot let me down. Amen. Because he is good. Good. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Amen. So we who have tasted the goodness of God, praise God. When we sing that song, hallelujah, we sing with such a conviction and such a joy that every word that rolls out of our tongue, praise God, should witness, yes, indeed, my God is good and he's not going to let me down. All right, let's look to God's word this morning. Thank you, choir. We are blessed. Amen. We would continue with our theme from last week. Anybody remember what was the title for last week's message? What is a vision for your family? Yes, praise God. And so we're going to turn to Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, and we are focusing on the latter part of 15, but we're going to read 14 and 15. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. All hands up and we'll repeat. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Father, what a privilege that we can really say this with conviction. Father, we pray that you would get best to grace upon us that the declaration of God's word will be effective this morning. And glory will belong to you, Father. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Please be seated. What is a vision for your family? Do we have a vision for our family? Praise God. Each family is unique in it makes, in its make. And it's molding and it's style. But fundamentally, our foundation as believers, as children of God, ought to be the same, praise God, which is the Word of God. Last week, we reminded a few things, and I will do a quick recap for those who were not here last week. We said Joshua is making a personal decision. And a public proclamation. The personal decision was made not only at this platform that particular day, but long before in his lifetime to serve God. Anytime you make a decision for the Lord, it will be tested. It will be tested with time, trials, temptation. Test. Trials, temptations comes to everyone. Joshua's commitment to the Lord was time-tested. 
went through different phases, different settings, but it was tested and he came out in triumph. So the testings and trials and the temptations that come, what God desires as an outcome is that all of us should come out in triumph. Just as we make a decision in the beginning of our faith journey, at the latter part of our journey, we should be able to say that I will, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. Household or family. We, pray, we reminded the church that every father, every husband has a responsibility towards his family. Have you governed your family? Have you dictate things in your family? How you lead and direct your family is very important. When we play our roles faithfully as it's given in the scripture, God's prescription of a leader in a household, the father, a husband, when we fulfill that household, that, that rule, that mandate that's placed upon our lives, with our lifetime spouse by our side, we are able to carve out a family that will bring glory to God. Praise God. We talked about the semicircle and the circle. Praise God. God starts our life with a decision that we make, but there is a circle that we eventually make. The circle of love. A bond that is set on love. Praise God. The circle of love. And we asked ourselves, who is within the circle of love? And we also asked ourselves, what is in the circle of love? Praise God. Who is in the circle of love? And what is in the circle of love? In this circle of love, anything that is not approved of God should not be within the circle of love. Anything that creeps in within the circle of love that is not approved of God would eventually disintegrate and destroy the circle of love. Praise God. So we ought to be careful that there is only that which is approved in this circle of love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Family, we said, it requires leadership and we ought to fulfill our role. Sometimes the pressures of life would make us feel that we are inadequate to fulfill those roles. We ought to ask God to give grace so that we will be able to fulfill the God-given role of a father, of a husband, of a mother, of a wife. Leaning onto God's word and the scripture, we will be able to rise up to the challenges that we experience in our lives. We tapered off by saying, talking about the transition. What is a transition? We said, Joshua says, as for me and mine household, 
we will serve the Lord. So from the me, M-E, to the we, W-E, it's a transition. Praise the Lord. Every me should eventually say we. Praise the Lord. And we have to be hooked up to the right person so that God's presence, we would be able to say, as for me and mine, we will serve the Lord. So the transition to from we to from me to we is very important. Praise the Lord. See, we rely on God's grace and the principles of God's word to form this circle to make it from me to we. Praise the Lord. To form this circle, it takes time. It is done step at a time. But we rely on God's grace and the principles of God's word to go from me to we. Praise the Lord. God has designed families. Praise the Lord. The nuclear family as it's depicted in the scriptures, God has laid a foundation and framework for it. And we follow the, when we follow the framework and the foundation that's laid, starting with me, us, praise God, it comes, it becomes, it evolves into a beautiful circle of love. Praise the Lord. So it starts by applying the scriptures to our lives. Applying the scriptures to our lives. Making sure that our lives are governed by the principles of God's Word. I want every single young man and young lady who's listening to me, listen to me very carefully. Praise the Lord. God wants you to move from being a bachelor, a bachelorette, to creating to form a family. Praise the Lord. When you form a family, that's when you begin the circle of love. And for that, we have to mature. There is a growth and a development process that is involved. You are within a framework or the circle of love within, within your family. And slowly but steadily as you grow and as you mature, God wants you to start your own circle of love. Praise the Lord. The home, the family that you are in, the circle that you are in, the leadership in your home has to pour into your life. Pour what? One, the eternal word of God. Number two, love. Number three, care and affection. And during the course of their time, eventually, you grow up to be the person that God wants you to form that circle of love so that you will also be able to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. God wants in every generation, 
representatives that will represent him and reflect the grace of God, the love of God, the beauty of God's image, and God's love to a world that is dying around us. So we carry a great responsibility. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the transition has to be good, but we need to start by building on the principles of God's Word. Praise the Lord. We begin with making right choices as far well as life partners are concerned. This is very important, guys. And I want every young man and young lady who's yapping and talking even as I am preaching. Praise God. I want you to pay close attention because this is something where you have to tread very carefully. Praise the Lord. I mean, can you imagine when the instructions were giving, given, we were yapping. So we missed it again, again. Now, praise the Lord. Listen carefully. Choose your life partners carefully. Praise the Lord. Choose your life partners Carefully, praise the Lord. The Bible says, do not be yoked with an unbeliever, unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Why do we keep saying this over and over again? Is it to turn you off, take you off, or to offend you? No. We say this because we love you. And we say this because this is what the scripture says. And we say that so that you will build your foundation you will have a strong foundation. This is very important, and this is not meant to offend anyone. Praise the Lord. Listen to this word, word of God carefully. We form the circle of love carefully based on the principles of God's word. And that is, in our choices, we have to align ourselves to the scripture. That is very important. Praise God. God is good. We, we said God is good and he will never let us down. Do you believe that? Do you believe that in the realms of finding a suitable life mate? Do you believe that? Yes, we have to believe that. Because the Bible says, he who did not spare his only son with him, would he not also give us everything that we need? And that also includes relational needs. Quite often we can find God only to spiritual needs, physical needs, emotional needs. But you need to bring God into your relational need also. Praise the Lord. You have to bring God into your relational need also. Because he wants you and I to say with conviction, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It is not accidental. It is not automatical. It is not automatic. It is intentional. It's deliberate. It's a voluntary, 100% deliberate choice that we make in our lives. And we need to ask God to give us the directions in our lives. Now, when I say this, I also want to qualify this by saying, no one is immune from making mistakes in their lives. 
faltering and failures are part of life, but we need to know that some come with hefty price. It comes with a hefty price. When we deliberately ignore God's word, the consequences and the repercussions are long-lasting. Praise the Lord. Those who make hasty decisions in the realms of finding life mates will have a lifetime to regret. And we don't want anybody to regret. I pray that all the singles in the church is listening to me very closely. As you're listening to me very closely, I also want to draw the parents to listen to this. As parents, God wants us to be godly models to our children. Godly models to our children. We live in a culture where everything seems to be outsourced. Everything is outsourced. Unfortunately, that mindset has it crept into our homes where we think that we can outsource our role to someone else. No father, no mother, no husband, no wife. You cannot outsource your godly modeling role to a Sunday school teacher, to a youth leader, to someone else in the church. Praise the Lord. They are there, placed there to compliment, to help you. They are the second in line. You are the primary person within the circle of your love to model a godly life because our children are watching us and they are going to emulate us. Praise God. God forbid. If violations of scriptures have already taken place in our homes, in our lives. Praise God. God allows U-turn. Meaning, you can always come back to him and say, Lord, I have erred and I would like to come back to the foundations of scripture. It's not going to be easy, but it could be done with a lot of grace and with the support of the body of Christ. Praise God. For that, number one, we have to be willing. Praise God. Hallelujah. As parents, be good models. Now, being good models doesn't mean that we are perfect. None of us are perfect. I know I am not perfect, and I know for sure that none of us here are perfect. Only God is perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. Praise God. That's why he has allowed us provisions in the scriptures. When imperfections creep into our lives, he gives us room. He gives us time. And provisions are made, given in the scriptures, so that we can align ourselves, correct ourselves by trusting in the grace and in the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So from the we, from the me, to the we. Praise God. The we is going to be as strong as the me. The strength, the tenacity, the stamina, the godliness of the we is directly connected to me. 
Listen to this carefully. Don't pass the buck. The passing of the buck would only go as far as your sound goes. Praise the Lord. Listen. The strength, the tenacity, the stamina, the depth of godliness in our we's are directly connected to the me's. Meaning, I as a father, I as a husband, I as a mother, I as a wife, his, my importation is very important. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, I want all of us at the end of our life, at the latter part of our lives, praise the Lord, when the, when the curtains are going to come down just before that, to look up and see, as for me and my household, we did serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. That takes striving. That takes work. That takes commitment. That takes dedication. That takes devotion to the Lordship of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's a lifetime commitment. It's a lifetime commitment. Praise God. And Joshua is calling for a faithful service. It's a call for a faithful service. Listen to this. It's, it's, it's very interesting when you look at the scripture, how he starts. He says, as for me, as for me, but as for me. In, in other words, he starts by saying, hey, listen, guys, you know, I don't know about you guys. Some of you guys are already involved in shady things. And he goes back, you know, he goes back and he says, you know, some are dabbling into what your forefathers used to do as far as idolatry is concerned. Some of you guys are dabbling into what is going on around in the culture at their particular time. And he says, in that light, he's saying, listen, you guys can do what you're doing, but let me tell you, my mind is made up. I am committed to Jehovah God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is a lifetime service that he is calling out for. And I want you to draw your attention carefully to that verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the other gods. Praise the Lord. He's asking them, the command that he gives is it's twofold. Let's look at this carefully. It consisted of giving God that is due to his name. And the other one is forsake all other gods. Okay? What does that mean? It means to give God the due glory saying, you have to do two things. Fear him and do what? Fear him and serve him with sincerity and truth. What does this fear God means? Fearing God. Fearing God in the context that, that is there doesn't mean that we come in the presence of God shaking and shivering and we feel terrified. God is God. God is holy. But he loves us. And through Jesus Christ, we have been given access into the presence of God. 
To fear God is to stand in awe of His presence. To fear God is to give Him the due reverence that is due unto His name. Praise God. Standing in awe. Praise the Lord. Every time you think about God, meditate about God, the awesomeness of God, the greatness of God, the glory of God should bring us to a place of being awestruck. Praise God. We can never get so familiar with Him that we are not standing in awe of His presence. Praise the Lord. As much as our relationship with Him gets deeper and deeper, our reverence and respect should grow in leaps and in bounds. Praise God. I have given this example, but I will give you one more time. You know, John the Apostle was very close to Jesus. He was a man who was leading to his bosom, to his heart, when Jesus was going to do the Last Supper. He was very close with Jesus. Very close. When everybody ran away, he stood at the foot of the cross. He was very close, intimate with Jesus. When we come to Revelation, he has a vision of Jesus. And when the vision of Jesus unveils before him, the Bible says the man falls flat on his face because what he saw before him, the glory before him, was so awesome, praise God, that he fell flat on his face before him. The closer we get to God, we don't become careless and casual. But the closer we get to God, we give Him the due respect and we revere Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that shows in every aspect of our lives. Praise God. To serve Him in sincerity and in truth. Praise the Lord. Being sincere in our service to God. That means being wholeheartedly serving Him. Praise the Lord. To serve Him truth, in truth meaning being faithful. That means in our service to the Lord, we take it, we understand that we are, we are going to be faithful because we are constantly under the watch of the Lord. Praise the Lord. You look at the life of Joshua. It's very, very important when we understand this. You know, as Joshua starts as a young man, the Bible lays down a very important, a golden thread, a snippet in the scripture, which stands as an example, a model for anyone and everyone who's involved in serving God. I draw your attention to Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. I want somebody to read it out. I want you to understand the context, and I want you to catch what we are talking about. Please read it. Hmm. 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 Listen to this. Here is the picture, church. The Israelites are camped in the wilderness. 
Outside the camp, there is a tent meeting where God and Moses would meet. God would give instructions to Moses. Moses would come into that tent and the glory of God will come down, descend into the tent, which symbolizes the presence of God. And the scripture here says, Moses interacted and conversed with God face to face as a man would talk to a man. And this conversation will take place and Joshua's role was he was an aid to Moses. He was an aid to Moses. The conversation will go. The glory or the, or the, or the smoke will depart and Moses will go back into the, into the camp. But the Bible says, without a shadow of a doubt, calling him out by name and his father's name, and Joshua, the son of Nun, the aid of Moses. Praise the Lord. Identifies Joshua, identifies his father, identifies his role. His role is he's an aid to, to, the, to Moses. When Moses departs, technically Joshua can depart also. But Joshua lingered by the tent of the meeting. Praise God. Over the course of time, Joshua had developed and cultivated a passion, a hunger, and a drive to be in the presence of God. Praise God. When the fan and the fair is over, when the lights are out, when everybody is home, Joshua still lingered by the tent. It shows the passion in his heart. Praise God. This is the kind of service God desires from all of us. This is not a nine-to-five service. This is not a weekend gig. This is not a three-hour gig. This is an attitude of the heart. This is a state of the heart. Praise God. When your drill is over, when your assignment is over, when what has been asked you to do is over, how often we even fall short of even what we've been asked to do. But what God desires from everyone who serves Him is that we go beyond the call of duty. That we go beyond the call of what has been written. That we go beyond what is expected of us. Because it's a hard thing. It's knit together to the Lord. Praise God. Serving God is knit to the heart of God. Praise God. That means when the preaching is over, when the teaching is over, when the singing is over, when the media stuff is over, 
when we lock the thing, the hole, and go out of this place, my heart is still knit together to him. Praise God. That means I am plugged to the Lord. I still linger in the presence of God. I don't need a stage to linger in his presence. I don't need a podium to linger in his presence. I don't need a microphone to linger in his presence. It's a hard thing. I am so passionate for him that I'm still living in his presence. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. No wonder when it was time for Moses to depart, God said, Joshua is a man. Praise God. Why? Because he's passionate about me. Let me ask you, church, how passionate are you about Jesus? How passionate are you about the calling that is placed upon your life? How passionate are you of the assignment that is given to you? Praise God. Are you driven into the presence of God? Praise God. Do you have a tent of meeting? Moses had a tent of meeting. Joshua had a tent of meeting. Praise God. His role was not the same as Moses. His role was a diminished role. He was only an assistant. He was only an aide. Even from the diminished role, praise God, he shoots into a height that touches the heart of God. Oh, I might not have a role. I might be a nobody. Praise God. But in the sight of God, praise God. Hallelujah. How is our relationship? How would heaven define our relationship? Do we have a tent of meeting with the Lord? It could be you roll out of your bed and you just kneel down there. That could be your tent meeting. It could be your study room, opening the scripture and sitting in the presence of God. It could be your drawing room or your living room. Or just as some have a, a, an exclusive prayer closet where you take time to meet with the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. When was the last time you were passionate to hear from Him? Praise God. When was the last, last time you could feel the touch of the Spirit of God? When was the last time you felt the glory of God coming down on you? When was the last time you heard the Holy Spirit speak into your ears? When was the last time when the Holy Spirit stirred you up on the inside? Praise God. When was the last time you had a glimpse of His glory? Praise God. Hallelujah. The rise of Joshua was not an accident. The rise of Joshua, praise God. One, it is the sovereign will of God. Number two, it was a passionate heart of a man of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, there is no way one can linger in the presence of God and not be changed. Listen, there is no way anyone can linger in the presence of God and not be changed. 
There is no way that you can linger in the presence of God and not be impacted by the power and the presence of God. Praise God. When you linger in the presence of God, praise God. The hand of God comes upon you, which transforms your thought patterns, which takes control of your thoughts, of your feelings, the faculties of your speech. Praise God. Everything is taken into control when you linger in the presence of God. Practice the presence of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. How often we are in a rush. We are in a rush. Everybody is in a rush. Too busy to spend time with the Lord. We are constantly on the move. That's good. I'd rather be moving than be stalled. But in your momentum, praise God, in your momentum, may Christ empower you. Praise God. Hallelujah. We, the New Testament believers, we are not locked into a, into a place. The Holy Spirit indwells us. That means we are open, praise God, and sensitive to the move, to the voice, to the touch, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not saying that you need to be locked into a place and not move from there. Even as we are moving, you and I become the carriers of the presence of God. Praise God. In our service to the Lord, can we linger like Joshua lingered? Can we plug in and be connected and stay connected to the Lord? Praise God. So service. How we serve God is important. Now, this has to be connected to something else. I want somebody to read Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Ah. Uh. And thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Ah, praise God. Listen, this should not depart from your mouth. You should meditate on it day and night. That means word, the word of God is not only for Sunday morning or Saturday morning or the devotion time. The word of God is to stay in our heart. Okay. We need to meditate on it day and night. Yes. And that means it impacts our practical life. That means throughout the day. Imagine, you do so many things. We do so many things from the moment that we, we start our life, right? From dawn to dusk, from dawn to dusk, we are actively doing things. And God wants us to be people who have the word in our heart so that what we do is dictated and directed by the word of God. Praise the Lord. And God gives him the formula for success, he says, so that what will happen? You will be prosperous and successful. Sold out for Jesus, very good, but not without God's word. Sold out for Jesus, serving him faithfully within the framework of God's word. Meaning, God's word leads us, directs us, helps us to make the right choices and right decision. May the Lord help us 
to do that. And God is very clear telling him, listen, when you do this, you will be prosperous and you will be successful. What is your definition of being prosperous and successful? Ask yourself. God wants you to be prosperous and successful. What is your definition of being prosperous and successful? Ask yourself. One second. You're prosperous. Somebody says, oh man, you're successful. You're prosperous. What, is, what does that mean? What does that mean? You're prosperous and successful. Anybody? Anybody from this side? What, it is, what does it mean to be prosperous and successful? Huh? I'm sorry? You rest. You're blessed. Okay. All right. What does that mean? To be blessed means what? Yes, I agree with you. Blessed. Break down the blood. Yes. Speak loud. Be godly and be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Very good. Very good. She quite often being prosperous and successful, people think that means we amass so much wealth, we got so much goodies, we got so much gadgets, we just don't know what to do. I know we got, we got. No, that's not what it is. And I want all of you to be blessed. I want all of you to become a millionaire. And if possible, be billionaire and even hit the trillion dollar mark. Okay, I want you guys to be successful. Don't get me wrong. But, Godliness and contentment. Can you look at yourself and say, I am content. Are you content this morning? Are you content? Are you content with what God has given you? Listen, being content doesn't mean you have no drive anymore. Some people think being content means you have no drive. It means the drive is channeled. The drive is channeled. Channeled into what? Into the purpose of God. God is a purpose for all of our lives. To be prosperous and to be successful in the context of what has been told to Joshua did not mean that he will be sitting on a heap of gold coins. That's not what it means. To be successful and prosperous means you hit the mark. What has been entrusted to you, what has been placed upon you, you fulfill that role. Praise God. Being godly and being content. Praise God. Successful and being prosperous. Now, think about your circle of love. Are you prosperous and successful within the circle of love? Do you have the love language being spoken in your circle? Does music come out of your circle of love? Or cussing and fussing and cursing comes out of this circle, then it stops being a circle of love. If the circle of love has to be there, number one, it has to be formed. Number two, it has to be taken care. It has to be maintained. Praise God. It has to be maintained with love and care. Praise God. Have you been maintaining your circle of love, which is what? The transition from me to we and to mine. 
Are you maintaining it with love and affection and care? Praise God. Hallelujah. When we do that, that's when at the end of our life, we are able to say at every crossroads, we are able to say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. When we stand before others, when the society and the culture is imposing pressure on us to become like them. Listen, in the context I want you to think, God brought this people out of Egypt into promised land. They took possession of the promised land. They were in a land that was flowing with milk and honey. But what Joshua is saying that after God has done all these things for you, you're still dabbling in idolatry. But as for me, meaning I would not allow you to influence me. I would not allow the world to dictate what I would do. I would not allow the world and the worldly system to call the shots in my life and in my sphere of influence. I stand by the word of God. Praise God. God wants all of us to be successful and prosperous. But in the definition of what God means. And for that this morning it is. We need to have a trajectory. We need to have a destiny. What is that? God is a purpose for our lives. Praise God. Yes, it's good to have big homes. Amen. Yes, it's good to have fancy cars. Praise God. Yes, it's good to have a red Jeep. Praise God. Use it. Be blessed. But don't forget what God has called you out for. Praise God. When you hit that mark, you become successful and prosperous. And for that to hit the mark, we need to mull on the word of God. We need to mull on the word of God. We need to chew the cud. We need to chew the word of God. How many of you guys chew gum? How many of you guys chew gum? You all chew gum here and there, right? You know, what happens after some time you chew the gum for some time? What happens? What happens? Every gum has, has some flavor to it, right? Some has the mint flavor, some has the whatever flavor. After some time you chew it for some time, what happens? You're just chewing rubber, right? The flavor is gone, but you But do you know what the Word of God is? Meditate means mouth. That means you chew on God's Word. And this is the difference. When you chew on God's Word, each time you chew, each time you mull, each time you let the word go round in circle in your mind, it gives more juice. It gives more flavor. The word of God does not run out of flavor. Praise God. Because it's not made here, it's made up there. Praise God. Each time you chew, it gives more flavor. Each time you chew, it applies to your situation. Praise God. You come to the crossroads of life and you don't know what to do. You are standing in the middle. You don't know what. You don't know the word that, was, that you've been chewing from the morning. That connects and tells you this is what you need to do. And that's how you become successful and prosperous.
Praise God. God wants all of us to be successful and prosperous. God wants all of us to be content. Praise the Lord. Godly and be content. Praise God. Be content with what God has given you. Be joyful with what God has given you. The wife that God has given you, hug her. Hold her close to you. Praise God. Don't think about your neighbor's wife. Praise God. Yeah. That's why the Bible says, do not covet your... Huh? Do not covet. And then it breaks down to what? Coveting what? Have you ever read it? Go home and read it. It says, do not covet. We only memorize the do not covet part. But then when you read on, there's a lot of stuff. You know? So we need to make sure the circle of love is strong and well-maintained. Praise the Lord. Remember what we said? Nothing and no one else should be within the circle of love. Hold close to who the Lord has given you. And the children that God has given you, hold close to them. The closer that you hold to them, you're able to impart faith values into them. Because one of these days... They have to form a circle of their own. Praise God. I'm not done. We will continue, God willing, next week. But I want you to stand up.